Another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the show that makes staying home slightly more bearable. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm that other host, I'm Dan Ludwig. And we are recording from separate places. Dan, I miss you. I, I miss... I, I, I miss you I'm, too. I've forgotten your face, Marty. What What do you... Well, actually, no, I haven't, because we are having drastically different quarantine <laughs> experiences. I am uh, bunkered out in New Jersey. Uh, I'm having a wholesome experience. I'm doing a lot of puzzles. Uh, you, meanwhile, from what I can understand, are trying to become an Instagram thought right now uh, and have merged with the internet into a singular entity. <laughs> you are on some lawnmower man shit. <laughs> I am tweeting. I am tweeting so much. Yeah, <laughs> I. For some, and because I'm, I'm gonna be full honest, man. I am reply guying hard. I am. Yeah. I've gone like straight into like shirtless pick taking territory. I'm acoustic guitar guy, uh, playing like Matchbox Twenty songs. I have reverted to high school Marty and. That's not a good look, but at the same time, it's kind of a good look. <laughs> I, maintaining my sanity has required me to completely cut off Twitter. Um, I'm going on Facebook a little bit. I'm mostly looking at Instagram. Um, and to try to get me to go back on Twitter, the app has started just being like, hey, you want to see how your friends are doing? And so it notifies me whenever you do a tweet. And so I've just been able to see in rapid succession your de decline into lunacy of just like every five minutes just and just you yelling at the internet. You're involved in memes that I'm like, like going to only learn about in two months. Uh, uh, by the end of it, this, it, I'm going to be, like, doing woodworking and shit. It's, it's really, like, going through my Twitter timeline is whiplash. Because it's just, like, I go straight from, like, being very angry to being, like, very thirsty. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much what Twitter is right now. Twitter is the thirstiest, angriest place on the planet. Yeah. Uh, this, you, like... I was like, I was telling you that I was like horrified of going on Twitter and you're like, it's totally cool, man. And I was like, all right, I'll open it up. And then the first thing I saw made me scream with rage. Like, and then I immediately like closed the app and threw my phone into the ocean. Uh, so I think, I think I'm gonna like, so I'm growing out a giant like woodsman's beard. That's the plan. Um, I think I'm going to like, uh, move out to a cabin and start chopping a lot of wood, and then eventually someone is going to have to, like, fly in with a helicopter, and then just, like, call me back into the game. Say that they need me for one last mission of tweeting. We need you back. <laughs> Marty discovered the made-for-TV Return to Mayberry movie. <laughs> Directed by old man cashing in his pension check, Bob Sweeney. <laughs> I'm not that man anymore. I've moved on. And then, then you turn back around, right? You're, you're gonna chop some wood. And then you hear the phrase, 
not even for an old friend, <laughs> and it's me standing there <laughs> in the woods. I just like that I have no idea of what you do when you're a hermit except chop wood, so I've just been chopping, doing nothing but chopping wood all day. I haven't I haven't eaten in like a month and a half, but I have so much wood. There's just a, a giant pile of chopped lumber next to my cabin. But today we're going to talk about one of the greatest television episode titles of all time. Okay, and listen, let's 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 set some ground rules. We're not going to do that thing that woke guys do, where they do a gay joke ironically or some shit, and you get to, like, make fun of the fact that this is called Floyd the Gay Deceiver. Alright, we're not going to do no, that. No, 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 we're just going to talk- No, no, I think we're going to just go straight forward. It's going to be like, this episode of The Andy Griffith Show is called Floyd the Gay Deceiver, and that's fucking hilarious. It's great- Okay, so- I, like, tried to make sense of why the fuck this was called that, because we're, like, assuming that it, like, it this is in the context of gay means happy, right? So I tried- It doesn't make sense. He's not the happy- he's not happy at all in this in this episode. Okay. Floyd is a miserable deceiver for most of this episode. Exactly. So I was like, okay, a gay deceiver must be something. It must be a reference to, like, a really famous movie, or uh, a reference to, like, a song- the only thing I could find is that, like, in the fucking, like, 1300s, a gay deceiver was a title for a highwayman, like, a, a robber, like, someone that waits on the side of a road and fucking robs you, which... Damn, that fucking rules. That rules. It's fucking... I, I like to think that it's, like, the name of, like, a Robin Hood-ass highwayman, like, one of them that robs you, but he's super fucking charming as he does it. He's off with, like, a song that's like, ha-ha, not today, sheriff, and then he, like swings away on a rope not like a highwayman who just kind of waves a knife at you also it's the title of a movie in the 1980s about two guys who get out of going to vietnam by pretending to be gay so it's those two things huh yeah so neither of those apply but we're talking about uh season three episode nine floyd the gay deceiver airs november 26 1962 written by aaron rubin who also wrote Lawman Barney, which we saw a few days ago, or a few episodes ago, and directed by using his quarantine time to finally get around to seeing Zoolander 2, <laughs> Bob Sweeney. Stepdad who's hanging around the sleepover a little too much, Bob Sweeney. Special thanks to Facebook user Cat, whose name I don't... Special thanks to the Facebook user Cat, who gave us that one. That's a good... That's a good Bob Sweeney. Appreciate it. Again, remember, if you want to... If you want to send us your Bob Sweeney's and we like them, we'll do them on the air. We'll barely not dox you. We'll, we'll remember to not dox you at the last second if you send in a Bob Sweeney. We're so on top of our fucking game right now. I forgot because I forgot. She sent it via Facebook mm -hmm. and I forgot. Like If somebody sends me Twitter, I'll just be like, oh, this is your fucking Twitter handle. It doesn't matter. But like. Your Facebook is your fucking Facebook name. It's your real name. You should, like, uh, leave the first way you did it in and just bleep it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so we start up with Andy coming into Floyd's for a haircut, but he's hanging out outside of Floyd's shop because it's closed. Yeah. Uh, Floyd can set his own hours because he's the only goddamn barber. He has uh, a fucking question, Dan. Yeah. I've been thinking about this the other day. Who cuts Floyd's hair? I mean, I'm assuming that there's some sort of, like, Omega Barber that Floyd has to report to. Like, there's, 
there's the barber's guild. Like, there's, there's like a hierarchy. Like, no one can cut Floyd's hair except a superior barber that Floyd has shown fealty to. And, and meanwhile, that goes up, like, that guy has to get his hair cut by another barber. And then ultimately that goes up to, like, the emperor barber who sits upon a throne made of combs in those weird, like, blue uh, jars with a bunch of stuff in them. Oh, you got you got to drink one of those jars to become the emperor. Ex- it's like a ritual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you may, if you could drink all the blue juice without getting stabbed in the face by a pair of scissors, you transcend to the barber emperor. The barb emperor. Uh, barb emperor. Yeah. Barb emperor. Top of the pole, I would say. Yeah. I w- let's go ahead and figure that all barbers are higher ranking than Floyd. Yeah. Floyd is like a, an imp barber. Like, he will he will one day, like, make his way up to, like, an actual barber. Floyd is level one barber. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd needs to go out into the woods and kill a bunch of level one boars so that he can become a, a, an actual barber. He's gotta, he's gotta do that grind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He needs to... That's basically what he's doing in Mayberry. He's just grinding by cutting a bunch of bumpkin heads who don't really give a shit about whether or not he does a good job. So Floyd lets Andy in, one of those bumpkins. Uh, Andy does what cops do best and goes through Floyd's mail. More or less. He, like, picks up the mail and he's like, Floyd Lawson Enterprises? Well, what the living fuck is that? And then proceeds to get real up in a dude's business. Basically calls out that, like, it's weird that he has... Like mail going to someone named Enterprises since he's one motherfucker with a barber shop, um, and then just proceeds to like you know dig into him. Uh, Floyd responds to this by being unbelievably dodgy, um, to the point where like if I was Andy, my big thing would be like, is Floyd moving coke? Because <laughs> <laughs> like he's like so he's like hiding the letter and he's making up excuses. He says that he needs to have an enterprise for uh, tax reasons. Sure, he's got um, an LLC. Yeah, he's like he's like sweating bullets. And if I'm a like any sort of law enforcement officer, I'd be like, he's he's doing human trafficking. That's what this is. He's doing something unbelievably illegal. Something before we get to the reason why he's getting mail for Floyd Lawton Enterprises, we should way back when when we were like Barney Fife is the root of all evil. He is the worst character ever created. Someone you know that had watched ahead. Gave us a warning, like, no, no, you just wait. You keep an eye on Floyd. Eventually, he will bloom into his true form. And we've always been kind of, like, super, like, like, we've always had an eye on him. Like, we've always been very aware of when he's doing something sketchy. I don't think we would have caught it as early on. And now his, his, like, the delivery of the final promise. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like... It's like you've killed Barney the dragon, like you think that it's done, we've done it, and then the little old man, like, goes super cyan and turns out, like, I was the true master all along! <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, through the power of teamwork, our podcast killed Barney, only for, like, Giga Barney to arise out of the, out of his back. <laughs> like, just ascends up with, like, like, platinum wings and a bunch of, like, halos floating around him. Uh, and, like, two giant swords and be like, it is I, Floyd! Uh, and then, like, six health bars go up. 
Um, the, this... the, I think, actual reason for this is because, so, like, Barney's not in this episode. And I feel like whenever Don Knotts is off filming a movie or something, or he's busy, we get a Floyd-heavy episode. Although, coming up, we will get a Floyd and Barney episode. Uh, and yeah. So we're at that point where Don Knotts is becoming kind of a big, like, movie star at this point. Uh, in a couple of seasons, he will eventually leave the show. So they're trying to give Andy a series of other partners, uh, including Floyd, including Gomer and Goober Pyle. Uh, so that's what we're kind of seeing here in preparation for Don Knotts to eventually say bye and, and yeah. fuck off. I'm going to go make a series of movies that are, by modern standards, unwatchable. Peace. Uh, but yeah, this definitely, this this sort of feels like the arrival of Floyd as, like, the worst. Yeah. As the absolute worst in every conceivable measure as a character. It sort of feels like um the big gargoyle in Fantasia. Like, like Floyd is erupting out of the volcano. Bomb, 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 bomb. Just as, like, Chernabog going, whoa! And just, like... <laughs> Chernabog has a tie that he can't tie correctly and is just, like, <laughs> licking his lips and, and fumbling with his tie while all these little demons fall off the mountain around him. <laughs> Chernabog is just stuttering excessively and do- making weird acting choices with his arms. <laughs> Floyd Lawton coming out of the fucking Bald Mountain Volcano is probably actually more terrifying than anything that in that sketch that oh, fucking, you know that for this... bit scared the shit out of me when i was a kid. oh you i know it scared the shit out of everyone but when i was like uh, like a little kid i was bored shitless with fantasia until that exact moment and then i was like four and i was just like pump my fist like fuck yeah love you chernabark this guy rules it is not even occurring to me that he's the bad guy i just think this guy kicks ass i want to hang out with chernabog when you're a kid, there's, like, four cool moments of Fantasia. There's the dinosaur fight, there's Chernabog, there's Hippo dance, and uh, then there's, like, the, the Greek god section, depending on what kind of kid you are. And that's basically it. And that movie's, like, two and a half hours long. In truth, in truth, that movie lost Walt Disney a shitload of money. Like, when it first came out, it bombed in 1943. Do you know when it became, like, well-known? Was when they re-released it in the 60s, and everyone went to go see it tripping balls. Yeah. No, can you be imagine being a child seeing Fantasia in a theater, and just having all of your ADD just light up? Child synapses must have been, like, exploding like dying suns. Like, they'd be just, like, they'd be like there's no coherent plot. Uh, there are hippos dancing with alligators. I'm going to chew through this entire chair. Like, I am going to annihilate this theater. I have no idea what's going on. You have to wait so long to get to the hippos. And there's a bunch of stuff that's like, if you appreciate classical music, and if you're an adult, and if you're high as fuck, is really fun to watch, but you have to wait so goddamn long to get to those hippos. Yeah. And, like, if if you're in the 60s, you're like, all right, here's some fucking casual racism with these centaurs. Okay, that's not going to be released in future versions. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, one, one thing before we move on from this Fantasia bit. There's this moment in Kingdom Hearts where you're, like, falling through a bunch of... Uh, like portals and shit and you start to hear the night of bald mountain music and i remember as a 
like the first time I played that as a teen, going, "All right, motherfucker, yeah. it's fucking time for revenge." You scared the piss out of me as a child. I'm gonna fuck you up. One of my favorite video game moments of all time is getting revenge on that son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, let's fucking go. All right, so let's get into the actual plot of this fucking episode. Um, okay, so after being unbelievably invasive, um, Andy just basically says, like, go like, go read the letter. Um, Floyd, like, hides it with his entire body, um, goes into the back to read it, um, and Andy just kind of prods him about how stupid it is for him to have an enterprise. Just basically like, yeah, what are you in? Imports and exports? Huh? Huh? Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're owning a portion of a prize fighter. Or maybe you own a bowling alley. You piece of shit, you fucking loser. Like, the idea of you owning a business is laughable, and I'm in your barber shop. Uh, <laughs> you fucking so loser. So weird. Uh, like, you can barely cut hair. Can you imagine you having an enterprise? This is just something we got, we let you do almost as a joke. Uh, and then Floyd, like, runs out upset, um, and basically immediately says, I'm going to leave town, I'm going to get in my car and drive to Nashville. So prior to everything that is about to be explained, it has been established, going back as far as season one, Floyd has a wife and a son, right? He's a widower. He's a widower. His, His wife died sometime between season one and now. Right, right. So, like, he's recently widowed, which, by the way, a couple of episodes ago, Andy said, like, something to to Floyd, like, what do you know about love? Which is a fucked up thing to say to a man who has lost his wife. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell that's about. But yeah, so, Floyd is a widower. Um, Does he have kids, or did he have, like, nephews or whatever? I don't know. We've already established no, that they he- don't pay attention. He had a fucking son because he spent a bunch of money to try to get him on TV. Like, he, he, in the first episode, Floyd has a son, which is never mentioned ever again, but I like to think does still exist. Floyd is just a wildly neglectful father. (laughs) Like, like, this kid is just kind of, like, hanging out, and everyone's like, hey, how come you're starting fires in the street? And he's just like, Floyd's my dad, and they're like, oh, as you were. Go ahead. You've earned this. Go. What are you doing? Torturing a cat? That makes sense. You're Floyd's son. Peace. <laughs> You're Floyd's kid. You're Floyd's kid. So Floyd shows Andy the letter. The letter is from a woman named Madeline Grayson, who is coming through coming through Mayberry on her way down to Palm Beach. Floyd explains that like he's been writing letters to Madeline. She's a lonely widow. He's a lonely widower. And he's lied. He made up the whole fucking story about who he is. He said he was a wealthy businessman. And a rich millionaire, and he just, like, I don't know, catfished her, basically? Yeah, more or less. He pretended that he he lied about being a millionaire, um, and, like, sent her a thing with him, like, ha- in a blazer that he very clearly bought to make him look like a rich man, and with his hair dyed black so it doesn't look like he's an old man. He, he did this as part of a, uh, a Lonely Hearts Club, which was super normal back then, but in, like, looking back on it, what a weird fucking thing to call a dating service, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a member of a Lonely Hearts Club. It's basically just being like, hey, you single piece of shit. You can't find love in the real world. Why don't you just, like, mail people things? This isn't gonna work. You're going to die alone, but eh, it's something to do, right? 
It's just like if OkCupid called you a piece of shit anytime you used it. I feel like it should. Like, every time, <laughs> yeah. you, every time you log into Tinder, it's just like, what are you doing, man? What are you fucking doing? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just swiping through, uh, this is never going to work. Uh, yeah, I, I think maybe I'll meet someone on here. It's the latest dating app. Failure. Spelled <laughs> F-L-U-R. <laughs> Basically, I swipe right on, on women and it just tells me, no, dude. <laughs> nope. Every time. Just later. No. Come hey, on, man. You got to check out this new app, Celibacy. See, you go through and you swipe left or right on someone. And regardless of what you do, it calls your mom. Uh, <laughs> and she tells you everything's going to be okay. Hey, hey, I've got it, guys. After trying all of them, I found the best relationship and dating site uh, possible. It's called Pornhub. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm just cutting out the middle, man, and just saving myself some time. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's just such an insane thing to call anything a Lonely Hearts Club, let alone a dating service. It's it's literally, the name might as well be, it's better than suicide. Like The Lonely Hearts Club is like, in a shitty noir novel the place where you go to shake someone down it's it sounds it's a location in an andrew lloyd weber musical like oh yeah it's it's from the the lost scene in cats starlight express yeah uh, Starlight. okay express. so anyway so anyway uh there's a bit where like floyd yells at himself in the mirror which is supposed to be funny but i found very upsetting yeah, he starts immediately disassociating, which is just a great sign. <laughs> he starts yelling at, he specifically says, like, I didn't do it, that guy did. And he starts yelling at Floyd in the mirror, like, you're a de lying, deceitful wretch. Oh, you're a scoundrel. I hate you so much. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the foot we're starting off on. He talks to Andy. He shows him the picture. Uh, he shows him Madeline, who is, you know, hot. She's like a, she's a hot lady. He goes back to mirror yelling, uh, you know, lying, deceitful wretch, uh, and then immediately says, I'm going to leave town, I'm going to get in a car, I'm going to drive to Nashville. Uh, not Probably not going to bring my son. When he says that, Andy comes up with a way, his way of fixing this, which is, in its own right, buck wild. Yeah, because he says, I bet she did the exact same thing. I bet she also lied about who she is. I bet she looks nothing like this picture. Uh, and I bet when you guys get together, you're going to have a real big laugh about this, which... I want you to keep that in mind, listeners. I want you to know that Andy took a wild swing and said, yeah, she's doing this too. She did the exact same thing. And we're supposed to treat this as it is just a ridiculous notion. Yeah. Like, he's just saying it to make her him feel better. Keep that in mind as we go forward. Let's... I'm great at foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... It's Chekhov's thing a guy said. I do not understand what his plan is because, I mean, maybe? Maybe, like, 25% chance of that being the case? But what? he was just basically saying whatever he could do him to get this guy to shut the fuck up and cut his hair. Floyd tries to leave again, and Andy's like, no, you can't leave, you have to stay. Just be clear here, zero of this is Andy's <laughs> business or responsibility. Like... This is yet another episode where Andy's entire thing should be like, well, okay. Yeah. And then he just goes home. Like, I'm the sheriff, not your dad. 
Please, please leave me alone. Please deal you with are, it. You are at least 20 years older than me. I shouldn't be part of this. Like he, when, when Floyd is like, oh, you're a miserable, deceitful wretch, Andy should be like, yeah, bye. Andy should have definitely like just snuck out quietly while watching this man <laughs> scream at himself in the mirror. Yeah, really, like... Marty, if you did something like this, if you posed as a completely different human, if you posed as millionaire Marty, I probably wouldn't talk to you for at least a couple of weeks. Like, just mo- not like on the basis of like, I'm like mad at you, but just on the basis of like, I don't want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> he pretends to be a millionaire on the Lonely Hearts Club. That's the most, ups- like, that's the most, uh, uh, just, just. Not revolting, but eh, just upsetting. <laughs> I would not but, want to be but around. But just that so person. we're clear, Instagram thirst trap Marty is is fine, right? Yeah, I mean, I okay. haven't. Um, are you like posing on any like beds of dollar bills or like basically doing literally anything that DJ Khaled does? Is that not getting... yet? Not okay. yet. Wait till I get that twelve hundred dollar government check, though, baby. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be one thing of you just on the phone just saying, like, the CEO of iTunes called me and said that we have the number one podcast in the world. I don't really give a shit. (laughs) You're going to become the DJ Khaled of podcasting. (laughs) Floyd basically says, like, Floyd says he's going to leave town. Andy says, no, you can't do that, you psychopath. Please cut my hair. Um, And then Floyd's big play is to ask it for it ask andy for his help posing as a billionaire um like he just basically says like help me pretend to be the man i pre- help yeah help me be the man i pretended to be um and when andy is like even a little bit hesitant floyd just basically says like i'm going to go yell at the mirror again and then i'm going to nashville for some reason he's like really up on nashville and then Andy's just like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> he says I'm lying about, like, he says, like, a funny quip, but mostly the result is just being like, all right, a haircut is not worth this. As we go to the jail cell, uh, Opie shows up for no reason, basically. Like, yeah. He comes uh, in, he's doing some chores, and then he leaves. And then Ron Howard collects his paycheck. Ron Howard's dad collects his paycheck. Opie does get in one fantastic bit where he's like coming in, he's doing some cute kid shit. Ah, I want to go play outside, chores, yada yada. Um, Floyd like bursts in, tells Andy like, "I just wanted to say goodbye before I go off to Nashville." Very dramatically, um, and he says like, "I just wanted to apologize for what a miserable, disgusting wretch of a man I am." And Andy asks, like, hey, Opie, weren't you about to go out? And Opie just goes, like, now nah, I kind of want to hang out and see what uh, <laughs> miserable, disgusting wretch Floyd is. <laughs> and Andy, like, tells him to leave. But it's a pretty good joke of just Opie being a savage and just being like, <laughs> no, nah, I want to I want to see what a piece of shit Floyd is. I'm interested. Let's do this. Opie is, like, dead on on most of this stuff, to be honest with you. So, Floyd basically comes in to do a very poorly thought out, more, very transparent attempt to manipulate Andy into helping him lie to a woman. Uh, And it works! It it, works! It is so shitty and over the top, and that's only because he just keeps escalating, where he's just like, I'm gonna go off to Nashville, 
Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll join a monastery. Which would I would actually like to see that episode where Floyd's jittery ass tries to do anything approaching calm and and like silence. That would be very funny. Everybody else going, oh, and then home, 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 home. home. This inner peace. Oh, getting getting rid of all my earthly possessions. I don't need all my earthly possessions, right? I can keep a few earthly possessions. I I like my earthly possessions. Exit Ooh. stage right. Even <laughs> have you guys yeah, had my, it? my Floyd's? My Floyd's just always turned to Snagglepuss. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think it's one of the rules of impressions that in time every impression eventually turns into Snagglepuss. If you do a Sean Connery long enough, like. Some in some cases years, but it will eventually turn into Snagglepuss. Heavens to Murgatroyd! <laughs> uh, exit stage left, even. Uh, yeah. Those were the worst fucking Conneries. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, yeah, I was I wasn't really putting a lot of effort there. Uh, shit, I didn't get to do my Floyd as a monastery, but you know what? I think America will survive <laughs> without that. Uh, he keeps lingering while leaving. He's like, "Well, at, well, away I go to never come back unless you help me do something wildly unethical that's gonna make Dan really upset in a minute." I'm about to walk out the door, and Andy's like, oh, fuck it, yeah. And his exact plan that he breaks down almost uncomfortably quickly is that there's a rich guy in, uh, who lives in the town, and he's him and his family are out in New Orleans, Andy has his keys so that he can house sit, and he's like, I guess you can stay there while your girlfriend is in town. Andy's whole plan is basically to eminent domain yeah. a motherfucker's house for one night. Like, just basically, like, to do light breaking and entering. Like, like uh, it took me my second pass to, like, catch this, because at first I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm assuming he just got the keys from, like, a nice friend of his. And then later it was like, yeah, no, I guess we'll just do something super fucking illegal, like, to get out of this, uh, this situation. It's like when you're a teenager, right, and your neighbor gives you the keys to feed his dog while he's on vacation or whatever, and you just, like, sneak in your girlfriend. That's exactly what's happening, except Floyd. Worse. <laughs> except worse in almost every imaginable way. Both ethically and, you know, aesthetically. <laughs> Because Floyd is involved, uh, so so there's there's the plot, folks. Uh, they are going to fake that Floyd is a rich guy. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of the episode is in a rich dude's house. Aunt B is there, dressed like a maid. Which dressed like a maid, and this is weird, right? I find this very weird. Andy keeps saying, like, it's, or no, Aunt B's really into it. She's like, it's like play acting. I've never gotten to do this. It is, I know we keep making the joke, but it is oddly sexual. Uh, so this is a question, off of that, um, this is a question that was raised on my last viewing of this. Marty, where did Aunt B get the maid costume? Because there wasn't just one laying around, a maid costume that fit Aunt B perfectly. Why did Aunt B have a maid costume, Marty? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This is why Aunt B's so into it. 
Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, man. I mean, it has been established in no uncertain terms by this show that Aunt B does fuck. Aunt B fucks. Like, that's that's one of the constants of the show, but yeah. It's in, yeah. It's in the show Bible of, like, uh, Barney Fife always misuses his gun, and he can never be in the wrong. Aunt B fucks. Work it in at least three times a season that Aunt B is fucking drifters on a semi-regular basis. And uh, now she has a maid costume. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, Floyd comes downstairs. Uh, he's got, like, he stole some a coat. He's got his hair dyed. I think he might have just put, like, shoe polish in his hair. Um, yeah, more or less. He is wearing someone else's, like, nice, rich guy coat. I was going to try to describe what kind of coat it is, but I'm not even fancy enough to identify that. It's a suit jacket or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we don't need to fucking yeah. get into that. Um, yeah, but... he, he comes down, he's stolen the guy's clothes of the house they're stealing, and he's trying to look debonair. And he's... Kind of like, man, this is unbelievably sketchy. Uh, and Floyd says, it's the only way. Should no, we... it's not. Not at all. So many also, other uh, options. It... Thousands of other it... options. <laughs> Floyd looks like uh, that SNL sketch with Christopher Walken, The Continental. Oh, Where's God, him? yeah. Oh, well, well, come come in. Come in. <laughs> you enjoy my... This is this is, can't be fun to listen to. I'm going to... I'm going to... Pull out of that, and I just want to talk about Andy Griffith's Rick Santorum-ass sweater vest that he's wearing. God, it's so upsetting. I don't know why it's such an upsetting look, but it's... Some people should just not wear sweater vests, and Andy Griffith is one of them. Like, and some... It's so weird, because he's a big man, and it makes him look like a stocky child. Like, it is just weird how how this sweater vest fits in it's not a good look someone in a wardrobe hates andy griffith and this day this day got their revenge uh because yeah. he looks like absolute shit like they were like oh yeah that'll teach you to take my parking spot every day this month i'm gonna make you look like mm. like an a like a senior deacon at the southern baptist <laughs> church yeah, I'm going to make you look like the bad guy in a late, in a late 80s comedy. Uh, just like a real piece of shit. You know the snobs versus the slobs? You're the snob, Mr. Griffith. <laughs> I'm going to grossly undermine your folksy persona. This is not flattering to your figure. <laughs> you've missed, you've intentionally gotten my name wrong the last four times we've talked to each other. It's not a cute bit. Now you look boxy on screen, motherfucker. Dad bods won't be in fashion for another 40 years, suck. We should talk so, about how, um, how high this is gonna hit on the FIFO meter, probably. Cause Floyd, what Floyd is doing here is, uh, disgusting. <laughs> It's horrible, hor- horrible, morally reprehensible, and the show is aware that what he's doing is bad, but I don't think the show understands enough. Like, what is the end game here? Is Floyd's plan just to fake it and then, like, she'll go home? Is Floyd's plan to sleep with this woman? 
what is what is the like end result here? What's the best case scenario for him? I think honestly, the bet like explicitly stated, the best case scenario is that she immediately leaves. But also based off of all his behavior and actions, Floyd's gonna try to sleep with her. I think. Oh, definitely. This character. Definitely. Also, I just realized how fucking easy this could be solved with a letter saying, "Darn, I'll be out of town that day." Honestly, leaving to Nashville. Not a terrible plan. Probably yeah, should... Yeah, great! Would have, would have solved everything. Okay, but if he actually wanted to leave for Nashville, he would have just left for Nashville. He wouldn't have told Andy about all of this. He wouldn't have leaned on him twice. He wanted to do this shit. This was his go-to. Leaving to Nashville was performative. He deliberately set out to do this sex scene from Revenge of the Nerds ass plan... <laughs> like this very consent adverse plan uh to sleep with a woman under extremely false pretenses so this woman does pull up madeline does show up bringing in what i'm just gonna say is big milf energy yeah like to this whole thing she's she's cougaring it up all over this place yeah um uh, there is a fantastic moment where she rolls in and, uh, you know, Floyd has to be reminded that he doesn't answer the door. The maid answers the door. Um, Andy and Floyd try to look casual. Uh, and then she walks in and she just goes like, oh, hey, Floyd. So nice to meet you. Gushing, gushing. So excited after all of our letters. Who is this? And Floyd and Andy freeze up because they did not take the time to figure out who the fuck Andy is in this lie. They had zero backstory for this. Yeah, both in like in the context of the show and in the context of us making fun of the show, the look of pure terror on both of their faces in that moment is hilarious. Just of them just go, both going like, oh my god, we forgot an extremely fundamental part of this lie. It's great. And then Floyd immediately comes up with the lie of, he's my son, which is... Also fantastic. Because, uh, again, Floyd is maybe at most 10 years older than Andy. Madeline says, well, you've never mentioned your son, which is weird because he has an actual son. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he does have one. Yeah. His son is at home and he's constructed a dad out of, like, tires and a traffic cone Paper and mache. tin cans yeah he's like i love you dad and then he's just like moving his dad's his dad's fake lips that are like constructed out of two banana peels like i love you too son i haven't forgotten you've existed for the last season and a half uh, uh do you remember that time i tried to get you on tv i sure do dad that was pretty good, and a loving thing I did. They talk about how Aunt B is a shitty maid. They also call her Aunt B. Uh, Andy's gotta be like, hey, Aunt, hey, uh, Beatrice, would you like to go in the other room and do some mating? Basically, the remainder of the episode after this is weird lies. It's just an episode of weird, weird lying that does that goes poorly. Uh, I was, I spent the entire episode hoping that Aunt B would realize that the only thing different between her regular life and her pretend life as the maid is the outfit. More or less. Like, 
she's not what she tries to sit down with them and andy's like no you can't sit with us uh but other than that do everything the same uh opie comes in there's some more lying they're like oh opie is also floyd's son there's a huge age difference here but whatever yeah uh they have to do a bunch of reasons why uh why opie called andy paw uh none of them are good or interesting or funny it's just you know lies they're just lying we can we can kind of fast forward through this because the rest of the episode is just uninteresting lies it's supposed to be just like oh a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie and it keeps building up but all of this stuff that we're talking about happens in the span of like it's all wordplay all the lie like he says like oh hi pa and she's like why do you call you pa like oh my middle name is paul sometimes i go by paul that is the caliber of the lies. Like, they're, they're like, not puns, they're wordplay. This is one of those Andy Griffith episodes that I think could have worked if you had stretched it out to, like, 80, 90 minutes. Like, if this had been the plot of a movie starring Andy Griffith, great. Would have been very solid, pretty funny, some good Marx Brothers type shit to get in on here. You could have some extra shenanigans. Or, or, they needed to get to this plot, like, ten minutes faster. The Andy Griffith show takes so long to get to anywhere or that once it gets there, it has nothing to do. Or, or, or just make the lies funny. Just make the lies like interesting or funny because none of them are like crazy out there lies that are like farcical or anything. It's just Floyd says something dumb and then Andy has to do like. A lie, but not like a lie that you would do on a TV show. Just a lie that like you you could do in real life. Like the the most really like out there unbelievable thing about the world that they're creating is that they've drafted a world where Floyd had sex twice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. They they just do a series of lies, and it, it basically culminates with Andy just being like, "Hey, I." hate this and i hate you and i'm (laughs) leaving i'm not leaving i'm gonna go into the other room and floyd is like but what am i going to do and andy's like i'm going to like say that you're gonna do fine and just talk to her but i don't care honestly deeply i don't care if you do a good job or a bad job i just don't want to be here Maybe try talking. One of my favorite parts about Andy getting involved in shit that he doesn't need to get involved in is his willingness to just bounce when he gets when he gets bored. <laughs> when he's like, "This is no longer entertaining. This is more work than it than it's worth." So, bye. Literally, all other sitcoms, when a character gets in over their head in a situation like this, they're like, well, I have to ride this out so that the plot continues. And every single time, Andy Griffith just goes like, bye. (laughs) I'm (laughs) out. I don't care. I'll see you guys (laughs) later. I don't even know why I was doing this. I kind of hate all of you. Later, don't it's, it's, call me. <laughs> which is a feeling I can relate to. I understand that. Yeah, I definitely understand being in the middle of a thing and just being like, "I didn't need to be here." <laughs> Bye. Listen, this meeting could have been an email. If it makes you feel any better, I'll just be over in the other room. But at the same time, 
Do not ask me for help because I will not help you. I might as well be dead. Never ask me for help with anything ever again. So, uh, Floyd is just uh, basically a coward. He's like, I'm going to hide here in the kitchen uh, and you just well, do what no, you got to no, do. No, no, no. So what happens, what happens next is like Floyd sits down with Madeline uh, for like five seconds. She's like, oh. Uh, you know, some guys actually lie about who they are on the Lonely Hearts Club, and they pretend to be people they're not so that they can take advantage of a poor, widowed millionaire. Can you believe what pieces of shit some people are? And Floyd is like, wow, that is horrible, because Floyd is a sociopath. Um, he's like, that, I can't believe that people would do that. That is disgusting. Um, and then she's like, man, I wish I could stay here longer. And Floyd says, I wish you could too. And then she says, okay, cool. I'm going to move in for like a week. And she's like, I'm going to go get my stuff. Why don't you send out your maid to help me? Um, and I'll be right back. And then Floyd comes and gets Andy and says like, she's going to stay here a week. I don't know what to do. I'm so fucked here. And then basically they just kind of panic for like yeah they just bail like and and that's about the time where andy's just like you're on your fucking own i don't i don't care about this yeah and Uh. and floyd's uh yeah floyd's like i can't do this i can't do this and andy's just like i care so little at this point that i will tell this woman that you're a piece of shit like i'll just do it fuck it i don't care go hide in the kitchen you piece of shit i got this um, yeah, he's he's very much into uh, just ripping the band-aid off. Yeah, um, so uh, Floyd hides in the kitchen. Um, Andy sits down with uh, Madeline when she comes back in. And he says, like, so some people lie on their Lonely Hearts profiles. I'm sure you, you're, you know that. Um, sure. I have to tell you that I'm not... Floyd's son. My name is Andy Taylor and I'm the sheriff. Uh, And actually in a really fucking cool moment, she's like, alright, just tell me one thing. What gave me away? Um, And then basically reveals that she... Yeah, the the Chekhov's thing a guy said go off. Uh, Where she reveals that she's a con woman. And, And she's got like a pretty good bit. She's just like, I don't do anything. I just... I don't take things. I just come in, get a nice meal, nice place to stay for the night. You know, there's nothing really wrong with that. And you don't have anything on me, copper. Yeah, like, she does. She like a very, very much like over dramatizes on this. She does a fucking like cool as shit bit where she's like, I don't really care that I've been caught. But just tell me one thing. Where did I slip up? Which is like all the always the coolest fucking line in a noir or something where they're just like. I don't care about the consequences, but just tell me. Where did I go wrong? How did you catch me? Uh, Which makes it so much funnier that Andy's just like, uh... Yeah. You did! I'm not gonna tell you where you did, but you did, and I got you, so you should leave now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's fucking great. Like, uh, she basically says that she she uses Lonely Hearts Club, she finds millionaires... Which, how many fucking millionaires can be on the Lonely Hearts Club? Um, 
drives millionaires date other millionaires you guys did a whole big fucking episode about this like five episodes yeah about how millie it's easy to date when you're a millionaire and again it's called the lonely hearts club like if a millionaire's on there it's is a bit it's like like it's them like tricking poor people into coming to their mansion to like mock them in some way and in fact, now that I think about it, why does she have to pretend to be a millionaire? Why couldn't her whole thing just be like, yeah, so there's these guys, they pretend to be millionaires, they're not fucking millionaires, I show up, I take their shit, I leave. Bye. Yeah. Like, like, like why couldn't that be her whole deal? She could. Why, do, why does she need to pretend to be a millionaire at all? She's a woman on the Lonely Hearts Club. She doesn't need a fucking persona. Yeah. She doesn't need to get guys interested in in her. Her whole fucking deal makes no sense. She, her whole deal could just be, I'm hot, and I'm going to take take advantage of rich, lonely, old men, and that could just be, that's like a thing that just people fucking do, of just like, I'm hot, there's rich, lonely people on the internet. Not even, not even rich, not even, she's just like, these guys are losers, and they're not rich, but they do have a sandwich and a fucking place I can hang out for the night. Yeah. Like... Yeah, she was just very being... low stakes con. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, she was just like, I'm just gonna like kind of hang out at his fucking house, uh, and she's like, Yeah, I'm not really hurting anybody. And Andy's kind of like, Yeah, I mean, not really. So let's just call it even, and you get the fuck out of here. Um, and she's like, Cool, bye. <laughs> yeah, and she basically says like, You know, I gotta give you respect. No one's ever caught me before. And Andy's just kind of like. Well, maybe someone will. He doesn't really, like, put that much effort into retort. He's like, maybe other people will have sheriffs for sons. I don't know. I'm so tired. I've done so many lies today. I don't, I don't really have a retort in me. Just kind of like, leave, please. Get out. Get out of this house. Please leave. Uh, this scene is over. She leaves. She leaves. And then Floyd comes out and he's like, watches her drive away through the window. And he's just like, oh, how did she take it? Oh, I bet I broke her heart. And and Andy keeps trying to tell her, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe. And then finally, he's just like, you know what, Floyd? You did. She she was heartbroken, but she took it real well. And she said she understood. And bye. And then she left. Yeah. And which is dumb as hell. Like, whatever. You, you owe Floyd nothing. You do not he- owe Floyd any comfort in this. If anything, Floyd should find more comfort in the fact that, like, she was... None of this makes sense! Yeah. Everything from, a, like, the moment they arrive at the house, everything from the time when Aunt B puts on the maid outfit makes no fucking sense. No one's actions make any sense, even a little bit. I don't understand what anybody's plan is, or why anyone is doing anything they're doing. Uh, it's so insanely stupid. Like... Honestly, but I do think, like, rather than telling Floyd, he did do the right thing because Floyd should feel like a piece of shit for what he did. The only thing I would have had him do differently is just be like, oh, she didn't give a fuck. She doesn't care about you even a little bit, you fucking asshole. She, like, walked away whistling. She's just glad she didn't have to hang out with you. Yeah, I think his thing of making Floyd feel guilt for what a piece of shit he is was probably the right move, especially in light of what the stinger is. So the stinger is, uh, after this all ends, Andy comes in the next day for another haircut, or, like, it's the next week or whatever, and he catches another Lonely Hearts letter 
This time is for Lawson Pictures Incorporated. By the way, I do want to point out, somebody on the Ultra Reliable Mayberry Wiki made the point, like, how did she know where to go? She was sending her letters to the address that was the barber shop. Yeah, it's not like he could text her. Like, how the fuck did they arrange this? Anyway, leaving that alone. Like, you can only have so many plot holes in a single episode. Like, we, 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 can't, we can't keep plugging all of these. He sees the letter for Floyd Lawson Pictures Incorporated, and then he's like, God damn it, Floyd, and he pulls him over to the window, and he's like, you do it, and he makes Floyd yell at himself in the mirror. Yeah. End of episode. End of fucking episode. Um, so Floyd, the big reveal is he's trying, he's been doing this probably to a lot of women, and this one he's on some casting couch shit. A, a serial whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Serial catfisher? Is it? Yeah, I guess he's a catfisher, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Although catfisher, I think the implication is that you're not trying to get laid from it, which he is. So, I don't know. Um, He's a piece of shit. He's, I think, had a, uh, a, a prolific rise in terms of the worst person on the show, right? Yeah, absolutely. He, him and Barney are like neck and neck, neck and neck, neck and neck. Oh, it's a dead heat. Like the the only real thing that's separating the two is that Floyd has no access to firearms. Yes, which I think the argument could be made that he would be worse if Floyd had access to firearms. He would probably immediately be on some David Koresh shit. He would probably oh, yeah. have a fucking compound. Like, Barney is at least mercifully incompetent. Floyd would do some shit. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, so let's... So that's it. You wanna You wanna do a thing? You wanna do a fucking... Let's do those meters, meters. my dude. Okay, so, Andy Meter, how much did you like this episode? I did not. Um... I, I liked it in sort of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show way where I like, you know, it it did make me feel I'm sorry, I cut you off, but it did feel like like a play. It felt like a stage play. Yeah. In some regards. It's like kind of farce that never goes anywhere, though. It feels like an extremely shitty Irish play because there's just three locations. There's uh there's barbershop, jail, house. Um, but yeah, like it definitely it gave me a lot to do while I was watching it because I was screaming the entire time and I was having fun screaming. Um, I don't know. I'll give it like a five. It's fine. Uh, it's so audaciously stupid that it kind of makes it good. This episode is pretty boring to me, honestly. I didn't, I couldn't even get through it a second time. So like, I'm gonna say this is a three. Yeah. I did not like this at all. The other, the other problem is, right, if you're making Floyd the sidekick instead of Barney, that Floyd is not nearly as charismatic as Barney Fife slash Don Knotts is. Like, he doesn't have the same caliber of, like, screen presence that makes Barney Fife's bullshit remotely tolerable. So you're just left with the most unbearable character. So, yeah, this is like a i hated this episode yeah fucking i kind of enjoyed it but i understand it being a three uh and fifo meter oh jesus 
you I mean, go it's, first. It's gross. It's gross. But it's also like in a standard sitcom plot kind of gross. It's, you uh, know? you know what? It really just, it it's Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. That's basically just what it hits. Except, except better than that, because Barney actually sleeps with the women, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas Floyd's, like, I think, doesn't have genitals. Yeah. So. Floyd would just kind of, I think, excrete on her from his glands that are, like, on the side of his neck. He'd just kind of be like, you need to drop your clutch of eggs so that I can pollinate them and leave. Okay, man, I was trying to make the argument that this was better, but, like, you just, you made that so much worse. <laughs> hey, I'm Floyd, let me Cronenberg all over you. <laughs> uh, god damn, you just used Cronenberg as a verb, and I'm, I'm upset. Cronenberg, <laughs> <laughs> My... no, I use Cronenberg as a sexual act, and that is the most accurate descriptor for what Floyd would do in bed. Okay, so that... Barney meter just went to a fucking 10. <laughs> yeah. Because of what you just said. Uh, if you didn't say words ever again, I'd be fine with it. And if you also didn't say words, then this Barney meter would be like, like a four for me. Yeah. I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna... It's, 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 it's not, but it, by sitcom standards, it's dumb, but it's harmless dumb, I guess. It, Everything about this is stupid. I thought the words consent when I was watching this episode like 60 times. So I'm going to say probably like a 7 or an 8. But again, Floyd's end goal is never quite made clear. If his goal is to sleep with this woman, then yes. But if this goal is to just like say hello, have lunch, and then have her leave... Then no. Okay. I, it, I'm going. None to, of that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to make one point that I think will kind of lock it down in the worst possible version. Floyd Productions. I think basically the fact that he has multiple of these and one of them is a production studio for movies is extremely like eliminating oh, benefit of the doubt. God, yeah, you, you don't have yeah. a fake production studio unless you're getting into some gross shit. Oh my god, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Floyd's Floyd's definitely renting out an empty office with a black leather couch. Yeah, you know, you know all those guys on dating apps who pretend to be producers. You know all the up and up stuff that they're doing. Yeah, like he's in he's in great company. <laughs> you know what the greatest part is? I just dropped I just dropped a reference in there to like a whole genre of porn that nobody else is gonna recognize unless they are also watching those same videos. So, dude, I think that's just like people on Pornhub. <laughs> I think the thing we have all learned, especially from this trying time, is none of our porn preferences are that unique. We're all kind of yeah. watching the same shit. Um, we're not a lot of stepsisters, though. Yeah, a lot of stepsisters. That's not our fault. I think that's something that's being forced upon us. We have to edit all this out, but that's a decision that's being made way above all of our pay grades. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what it is. Right, I'll tell you what it is. Is that like. Porn studios basically make their production decisions, much like regular movie studios, based on who is spending the most money, right? So that means that somebody, some people are spending a lot <laughs> of money on, like, stepbrother porn, and 
they've just had to produce so much in such a short period of time. They're just like, okay, fine. Just, just feed it to the free tube sites, I guess. Someone will fucking pick it up. But they've already made the money off of that shit. Uh, this is probably going to get edited out and put into Patreon, but have you ever had a very frank discussion about what porn you watch with a room full of very open people? And instead of it being liberating, you guys all just simultaneously realize that you're not special and you're all <laughs> kind of generic. <laughs> just us going like, well, let me tell you about the shit I watch. Oh my God, you're all watching it too. It's one of the default recommendations. Oh my God. They could make me in a factory. Yes. Yes, I have. And it is disappointing for a minute. Until somebody does come up with something unique, and then you're so glad you're not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you are so happy. Once somebody does break the cycle, and everyone's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, we're all just like, oh, yeah, I watch uh, I watch this, this, and this. And one guy's like, oh, yeah, and we all watch the horse porn, right? And everyone's like, whoa! And, and the last time I had this conversation, it was a person. I'm not going to tell you who, but you have been in a room with this person. And they were like, I... And they were like, I jerk off to, like, gay MAGA porn. I, I jerk off to, like, guys in, like, old dudes in Make America Great Again hats, like, yelling Trump, 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 while they fuck. Who is that? Can you, you can't tell me. I'm not gonna tell you who that is. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, um, alright, so end of episode... <laughs> I don't know how much of this is going into the final product. Probably none of it. <laughs> Zero of that. Zero of that. Can we just like, uh, can we just do the thing of like us starting to talk about porn and then the episode hard cuts back into just, be, uh, just, just me going like, that's not going in the fucking episode. Just, just trails off. Just like. Just like, just like, slowly fades out. But do 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 do. Okay, so that none of that can go in the fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Let's let's actually. Okay, so none of that can go no, in the fucking episode. Absolutely, that's going in. I don't know the vault that <laughs> the world cannot hear that conversation that we just had. Uh, sanitize your fucking laptop. Um. Okay, so... I wish we had done that earlier, because now we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. Uh, as always, if you want to look at us on the internet, uh, on Twitter, we are at Break Mayberry. I am on Twitter at Schneid Remarks. If you want to, like, help me out with my uh, goals of being a thirst trap, that's S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. And fuck it, I'm at Mr. Martin R on Instagram. You can't find my Twitter. It's buried deep underground. Uh, when I'm called back into action, I'll go out into a field and I'll dig it out with a shovel. Uh, like, blow the dust off of it and then start using my Twitter account again. But right now, you can't find it. Don't look for my Twitter. It's at the Luds with two Ds. Okay, or uh, that. Or fucking that. <laughs> uh, the music you heard at the beginning and at the end is by... Uh, Max Ludwig, who's online at Sleep Talkie. Uh, if you want to support us with your dollars, you can help us out at patreon.com slash breakingmayberry and get access to all of the deleted scenes, including maybe the scene that we deleted earlier. I don't know yet. And bonus material and all sorts of other stuff. Hang out on our Discord channel. All sorts of cool stuff like that. Uh, otherwise, you can help us out by giving us a rating or review on the podcatcher of your choice, but preferably Apple Podcasts. That is it for us. 
We will talk to you all next time, and we will see you all down at the fishing hole. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you.